Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Survivor. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Survivor news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Survivor! That was really Welcome, After Buzzer. Hello? What's up, Steamer? Welcome, After Buzzer. This is the Steamer, filling in for Phil Spitek, who's sick this evening, for Survivor, Season 23, Episode 11. The recap. Yes. The refresh episode to catch me uh, back up to speed here. It's properly titled "A Closer Look." Yeah, I know. They used to want to call it "Recaps," which which I should have known better fitting. too. Cause I remember uh, even on my season, the uh, the Thanksgiving episode was a uh, a closer look, if you will. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. It was a lot cooler. It, it was a lot cooler during my season because they actually interviewed us at uh at the after. Uh, the Ponderosa is what they call it, but where, oh. where where you get vote, when you get voted off, where you go back to and hang out with the other castaways, they actually did interviews with us, and I was the last one voted out right before the Thanksgiving, right before the the closer look. So, I got to talk about and, how stupid I thought all the other people were. <laughs> and I didn't realize they did them that far back. I, mean, I know they did them like in the earlier seasons, but I, I wasn't aware that it was every season like that. Since I remember there was one Thanksgiving a few years back that there's an actual new episode on. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in the recap, uh, more of an affirmation for me that uh, Coach is playing a strong game. Yeah, the dude definitely. Lo- the dude definitely has uh, all his ducks in a row. To uh, to make it further and do his thing and, and be in the top three, I think. I don't know. Yeah, who, like I don't know the, who's gonna uh, who's gonna cut the head off the snake or the dragon and uh, and step it up. But uh, I, don't, I don't see it happening. Cochran's wearing his jacket, so it could be Cochran. <laughs> that, had to, that had to be the <laughs> dumbest little quip of the, of the of the whole recap of the whole closer look. That was the dumbest look they showed. <laughs> at least he, at least he like realized the jacket was ridiculous. So, like pulling out the florals and he's like saying there's probably a dragon insignia in here somewhere. Yeah, in there somewhere. So he, he, he like realizes that it's silly. But like throughout like the whole episode is like they just basically just like throughout the season they focus on four people. And that's basically all they did. I mean, sure you got a little smittering of everyone else, but basically it's it's like the big four. You got coach, 
you got Brandon, you have Ozzy, and you got Cochran. That's like the four, I guess, driving forces of the season, and that's basically all he gave you in this in his recap. Yeah. And I guess that's for the best, as those are like the more compelling characters in the season. So in that regard, there's, they give you a little more detail, especially like Cochran. Like he's out of all of them, I think he's the more compelling of them since obviously we've been making fun of him like the past few weeks. Yeah. But looking at some of the stuff he went through, it's like, yeah, you, you kind of feel bad for him in a way. But at the same time, he's on Survivor, so it's like, I, I can't really overly feel bad for him. And it's not like they're like, he kind of play up like the bullying angle. Like, I, I didn't really see much of that. I mean, sure, they, they might tease him, but you're on, a, you're on an island with people. I mean, what else are you going to do there? By the time you can joke around with somebody. Absolutely. So. Like honestly, I uh, while while I was out there, um, I <laughs> I I did a lot of shit talking, and uh, I happened to pick on a girl <laughs> named I happened to pick on a girl named Shean quite often, um, just because she annoyed she annoyed me so terribly. Yeah. She drove me batshit crazy. I couldn't even stand listening to her talk by the uh, the end of the eighteen days. And you're around them all day, so obviously and you can't really get away from them unless you go out on your own for a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're going to be stuck with them. So obviously those tensions are going to just keep building inside of you and you're going to basically let them know what you think of them at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And unless you're a total that, pansy, that's the, but it's like, I'm, I've never been one to be very soft-spoken. If I think someone sucks, <laughs> I think someone sucks. I'll, yeah, exactly. If I think someone sucks, I'll tell them <laughs> to their face that they suck and exactly why I think that they suck. But yeah, but but like the whole thing like Cochran like when they like like they see like Ozzy made him hold the uh, the, the chicken, chicken as they're killing it is like uh, I don't know like, like Cochran wants to do that stuff like in the first few episodes like they showed him like wanting to learn to do some of this stuff I mean if I if I were Cochran I'd want to try to eat, like work my way into that as well I mean yeah. when, when else are you gonna get a chance to do something like that and if you have someone like Ozzy who can, who can help you out I mean go for it. And it's not like they're making fun of him for being him. It's like the way he's holding it. Obviously, they're like guys. They're going to make that joke that Cochran looked like he was doing. So I didn't really see the problem there. But I don't know. I don't know what like Dawn and all like Dawn's like big on like the bullying. So I didn't really see it. Dude, how funny was it to see Dawn say that she's not used to swimming with people she barely knows? That's comedy to me. <laughs> And her freaking out about getting in her bathing suit. That was, uh, I didn't realize she was Mormon. That's hysterical. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that was the first note I wrote, Dawn Mormon. I mean, that like explains a lot of what she's done throughout the season. Like just how like reserved she was, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If, if that's her belief, then more power to her. But it definitely explains, explains a lot. Yeah. And she, she, hey, she, she was out there. She did all right for herself. I mean, Granted, she's going to be eliminated next episode, but yeah, she will know. Don right. already, Don already got eliminated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eliminated in total from like uh, Redemption Islands. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think she's making it past Ozzy in, in that one. Even though well, I guess we'll get to that in predictions. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely see Ozzy but, coming back, and we'll talk about that in predictions, like you said. Yeah. And let me see what else I had here. Oh, Cochran, like, like saying like he's a big PETA guy and and all that. Like he doesn't want to. Like, he wants to kill the fish respectfully. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand what that means. Yeah, me either. How else you're, are you supposed to kill a fish? Like, if you're a PETA guy, like, 
don't eat the fish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and but he's in his physical prime, so I yeah. guess that's what he does. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah, man. That poor guy. He's so awkward. I know he's gonna do well because he's people view him as harmless, but it's like still at the same time, it's it's uh it's almost pitiful to watch him in those challenges, dude. Yeah, I mean, and just looking general, like I noticed like two times in this episode. The first one was Papa Bear. Like he's talking about Cocker, and he's like, "I like him. I, I really like him. I, I mean, I like him." It's like, okay, we get it. You're exaggerating that you like the guy. You don't have to like make it seem like you're going out of your way. I mean, you like him. We understand. Just say what you want to say about him. He's he's not really ready to be on Survivor. He's like a, a scared little boy. Absolutely. The, but that's that's part of their I I I also didn't realize that uh Brandon was only nineteen. Wow. <laughs> Did you also realize that his uncle played the game before? <laughs> uh, it's still what? so funny when they introduce him, it's like Brandon, instead of having a profession, it says Russell Hands' his nephew. That, that's, that's still that's so that's so hilarious to me. It's just just the way it is and and to the credit, they didn't really focus on that too much in this episode. So it seems like they might have gone away from it since Brandon's in his own world of crazy at this point. Yeah. So it's like they don't really need to rely on Russell. So I guess we're just stuck with the, the goofball, overly, overly religious Brandon. Yeah, seriously. In, in your season, did you really see anybody like constantly like refer to God or anything anything along those lines um i mean i hate to admit it somebody that i was pretty fond of like one of one of my uh, good friends out there in the game jed hildebrand he's, yep. a, he's a dentist now he's a very intelligent kid <laughs> pretty physically fit like decent looking dude he was a, he was a strong competitor too he's uh, a a good dude but he definitely he wrote he brought a frisbee with him as his lecture item and he wrote <laughs> he wrote prayers on the inside of the frisbee which dude i didn't knock him for it like he he definitely oh. uh, but he 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 one hundred percent you know, he when we were voted off he did a lot of he read the Bible a lot and he was it was his thing. He's very very like into his uh his yeah. faith and his Christianity, which is cool, man. I mean it's yeah. like I said, it's it's not for everyone. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean but I mean if it, if it's like genuine then then good for him. I mean, if he wants to believe in that Who's, who am I to tell him not to? But I mean, exactly. like some of the stuff like you see in Coach and Brandon, it's just like just over the top and yeah, to the point of like it's a character. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's pretty annoying. Praying for stuff and and uh, <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Uh, but getting back to your story a little bit, which which luxury item is better, the, the frisbee or the skateboard? <laughs> Honestly, man, <laughs> the, obviously the, the frisbee. Uh, we actually we threw the frisbee a couple times. We we spent uh, we spent a couple a couple different days like where we were like, hey, let's go throw the frisbee around, and it was entertaining. But um, yeah, my skateboard. Did you get any to no the skateboard? Purpose. I sharpened like twigs with it and uh, with a grip tape, and I used it to keep my head out of the dirt the first couple nights before we built a shelter. But honestly, dude, it was it was such a it was such a stupid. I mean, now as an, as an adult. You know, eight, eight years later, more of an adult, I should say, I would have been like, there's no possible way that you guys are making me bring this fucking skateboard with me. But at the time, they were like, oh, you should bring your skateboard. Yeah. And I was like, okay. oh, Jesus. Not realizing, uh, in the grand scheme of things, that I would look like a complete halfwit, which, uh, 
Which he did a good job of doing it, since that's what I thought, too. I'm like, this guy brought his skateboard. Yeah, what a and, dumb fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, you out there, played it, and good for you. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. So, you couldn't who, do am what? I, who am I to say? You couldn't play the game, I mean, actually, I think I could, like, as I tell Phil, like, the other week. Like, I could play, like, the actual game, but, like, the Survivor stuff, I don't know. That, that's where that's where I might, might go. I, I would think I'm better than Cochran. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to survive survive out there for all those days. What's funny that, is I'm that's like the one thing that would hold me back. I'm like the opposite. I never played the game. I just like kind of hung yeah. out. Yeah, that's that's the way it came off on TV. Is like you were just just there to just to be there. Yeah, which it's was like, pretty much. I got out of it what I wanted to, and it was like. Yeah. I mean, you'll hear me be a little bit spiritual, but as, as far as like me knowing myself as a person what i'm capable of it was monumental in shaping uh i guess who i've become it really it really taught me a lot about myself i, I guess once you, once you figure what you're capable of when you have absolutely nothing like it, it's pretty eye-opening like you could definitely uh you could definitely come home and, and look at all the little stupid problems that you have and, and kind of put stuff in perspective yeah and and we we saw like in like the last episode during there is like you're getting more of a grasp of while you're out there. Absolutely. And and, and that kind of changes. It's always good to see like so someone like okay okay he he gets it now. And it, it looks like he did. And unfortunately, it came at that point when you were on your way out. But what's cool is, out is Jeff, Jeff Probst that night said. So your tribe's finally united, and the person who brought this unity about you is the one you guys voted off. <laughs> So it's like, it's the way the game works. But the funniest thing is yeah. when I, when I was voted off, Mark Burnett, I had to walk back through tribal council and he's like, we should just crucify you right here. Like he, he made, he was making fun of me. Cause I, I pretty much, you know, like I'm, I'm a pretty positive person. Um, I would say that they chose yeah. not to show that early on in survivor, but you know, every night I was the one, like you guys, you know, we're one in one in you know, however many hundred thousand people that applied to do this, yeah. you know, no one's ever, no Americans ever set foot on this national park. Like this is pretty remarkable. And I was always, you know, it was very humbling for me. And, and I would always remind myself and remind my tribe that, you know, we should be extremely thankful to have the opportunity because when people would bitch about stuff, I was just like, man, I would be home right now chasing after some random <laughs> dumb bird in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, <laughs> and and now you're out there chasing after Shan. Yeah, now I'm out, now I'm out in the brush chasing after a girl that I, I would rather kill myself than spend 20 minutes with. I swear, it's you pretty got funny. You punches on her. No, the funniest thing though is I actually saw the Survivor, you know, Survivor's been around now for 12 years, but at the 10-year yep. Survivor uh, reunion, my show wasn't 10 years ago, but the first season was was 12 years ago. So yeah, a couple yeah. years ago, they had the 10-year reunion. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was actually the first finale that I've gone to. I'm actually thinking about going to this finale. I need to figure out who I need to reach out to because they survivors uh, previous castaways get invited to all the finales if you want to yeah. come. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about reaching out and uh, getting invited or inviting myself and just crashing the party and being a total <laughs> dick. But uh, I'm sure you sneak your way in. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely gonna go to this party, dude. The my season finale wrap up like our our party was free booze and free food and it was amazing food and, fr and amazing free booze and the 10 year re uh, reunion one I went to was sponsored by Patron and Ultimate Vodka so needless, needless to say uh, I had some <laughs> of the delicious skewers that they were passing around 
but I, I frequented the, I frequented the bar area. I brought my best friend with me, who's he's opening a new bar out here called the Wolf Slayer. I'm going to be working there one or two days a week. Just you know, at the start, um, it's a beer garden. The guy is absolutely one of the, one of the most hilarious, one of the the funniest people anyone could ever meet, and uh, he he's no stranger to the bottle. Let's just say that. So he and I. Uh, he and I definitely knocked a few back, and I mean, it was it was a mess, dude. The other Rob Sesternino was was doing an interview. Yeah. Rob Sesternino was doing an interview. This is the guy, Rob Sesternino, who called me while I was while his before his show aired, and was like, "Dude, I was a huge fan of you on the last season." Da da da. So he definitely knew who I was. He tried to yeah. big league me at the ten year thing. I said hello to him, and he's like, "Who are you?" And I literally was like, are you fucking serious? Are you going to say that out loud? You know exactly who the fuck I am. And I even said that to him. I was like, you pussy. I like called him to his face. And I was like, if you weren't standing with your girlfriend, I'd probably kick you in the teeth. But uh, like, I don't even remember what I said to him. I was blackout wasted. But while he was giving an on-camera interview, my buddy Ryan, who, God bless him, walked by and put two of his fingers in Rob Sistrino's mouth while his mouth was open and he was talking. It was pretty incredible, bro. And uh, we still talk about it to this day. But... Uh, I got completely off subject. That's awkward for me. That's totally not like me. Anyways, at the 10 year thing, Shean was there and she's like, Shean, you know, she's like, Oh my God, Rob, we're supposed to hate each other. And I was like, Oh, that's fucking awkward. I really would prefer not to talk to you now either. But, uh, she, uh, she's like, I'm a mom now. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I, I, I honestly wanted to be like, do you want me to be honest with you or do you, you want me to tell you what you want to hear? <laughs> Do, do I believe you that you're a mom now? Yes. I have friends that will sleep with anyone. That's a female. <laughs> <laughs> am I shocked a little bit? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, but frankly, yes, I am. Yes. If you want a straight answer out of me, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm shocked. I, I think if you, if you go to this reunion, I think the first thing you do is, is go get uh, girl advice and Papa Bear. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, 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 that's, I, that's, that's the advice you want compliment a girl on her earrings yeah. while doing a turn I, I like the hand wiping thing too so it looks like I'm a total yeah. creep in the distance wiping my hands yeah. off like I'm about to hatch some fucking caper like, like, I would feel like I would feel like the, the villain in Rocky and Bullwinkle I don't even know his name the dude with, with the tall wife I'd feel like that guy far away it's Boris yeah it's Boris what a great name Boris I feel like I've never met a total pussy named Boris. You know what I mean? Like, no, you meet someone named Boris, you're like, name. hey, like Cochran, he, his parents would never have named him Boris. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not a Boris. He's not a Boris. Cochran, though, has a first name. Like, did his, did his parents know what they were subjecting him to? Like, the rest of his life, people were probably going to call him Cock Ring or just Cock for <laughs> no, short. I think his name, I think his first name is actually John. Oh, well, that's he, my he bad. Requested, he requested to be called by his last name. Which is terrible. He says, that's what uh, Jeff Probst does with all the guys he respects. Like, and he enlisted, like, Penner and Donaldson and some some other guys along the lines. So he thought it was, like, just to get, like, survivor cred. So he wants to be known as Cochran, which, yeah, obviously the jokes come with that. Yeah. Well... So I, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he he should have thought that one out a little bit more. But I mean, I'm I'm, but, I'm not a doctor. What do I know? <laughs> That's Cocker for. He doesn't care what he shares, as we learned in his conversation with with Elise when she was on the hammock. Did you catch that one? Oh that my kindergarten god! Kindergarten story. 
Dude, would you ever? Okay, I have a friend who who will walk in the room when there's girls in the room and be like, "God damn, dude, I just took the most gnarly shit." And I'm like, "Dude, stop! Just shut up!" Like, I'll have to stand up and be like, "Chris, stop! Don't say another word about it. We understand. We're adults. Don't talk about bad moves with me. I'm a fucking grown ass man. I don't want to hear about another man's shit, and I don't care." But dude, could you imagine the fucking horror of that poor girl? If a girl, if a, dude, even if it, if an attractive girl told me. That she fucking took a grumper in her pants and then proceeded to sit in it and have the the poor teacher fucking sniff her out. I would be terrified. I would never think about what she looked like with her clothes off because I would think that once her clothes came off, there'd still be poop in there. And like seriously, lying on the hammock, and Cochran is like leaning over. It was just dude, like creepy. Like a very leisurely start. afternoon. He's like, "Oh, so you're laying in a hammock?" When I was in kindergarten, once I shit my pants instead of going to the fucking bathroom. It's like bro, time. I don't want people to hear me going to the bathroom. Yeah, which, going in your pants. Yeah. Where's the trade-off on that? I, I don't know which is worse: some kids hearing like a a dump or two hit the water and splash, or your teacher sniffing the fucking class out like a detective and arriving on the fact that you just took a shit in your pants. That's the most that, terrifying thing ever, by, by the way. For a grown, for a person. All sorts of illegal anyway. Like, what the teacher, like, walk around, like, bending out, sniffing everyone's ass? That can't be right. Yeah. I, the poor, the poor teacher's like... Teams. She she could have she could have singled them out in a different way. Like, hey, everyone, let's go outside and play tag, except no. Cochran. <laughs> hey everyone, let's let's go. Uh, we we have a field trip to the gymnasium where we're gonna play dodgeball. But Cochran, uh, yeah. your mom's here to pick you up from school. Yeah. Poor kid. I think it'd be obvious to spot that as Cochran. Just have him stand up, and whoever you see the shit dribbling down their leg, yeah. that's the guy you're looking for. He's doomed from the start. If that's the kindergarten <laughs> story, like my kindergarten story, I would tell you, <laughs> like 100. percent in kindergarten, like, I would smuggle stuff into school. Like, I'd bring a toy from home, and I'd play with it all day. I remember this shit. I remember having uh, not, uh, Clash of the Titans toys, and I'd, like, trade yeah. one of my toys to one of my friends, and, and I'd make little hustles, man. I had little moves going on. I already, there was already girls that I thought were cute, you know, in my little <laughs> kindergarten days. I mean, all I wanted to do is high-five them and maybe tell them how, how they smelled weird, but I was in, I, my heart was in the right place for those yeah. days. I wasn't shit in my pants and then yeah. shamefully fucking sitting in it. But I, mean, I think the worst, I think the worst I do is like I eat paste. Oh, like for sure. Girl, everyone's, which, everyone's eating glue. That paste was tasty. I don't care. I mean, I was only five or six, but that, that shit was good. Yeah. And, you know, if I had it here, I'd eat it now. Absolutely. I'd put it between two pieces of bread and just make it a party, bro. Yeah. I might but do that when I go home. I, I wouldn't shit my pants on purpose. Not a chance. <laughs> I, the, the thing that killed me about him telling that story is he had the option in kindergarten and knew. He's like, instead of listening to everyone, instead of, and he, he told her the story so leisurely too, like, oh, so you're in a hammock. As a matter of fact, one time I wasn't in a hammock. I was in a kindergarten classroom and I was in kindergarten, in fact, and I shit my pants instead of using the restroom. And wow, it's a fucking whopper. That's an awkward story, Cochran. I, I, couldn't, imagine I couldn't imagine telling that story to another dude because the guy would be like, what the fuck? He'd probably you know, point fingers and laugh. But could you imagine telling the girl's attractive too. The chick he's talking to in the hand, yeah. good looking yeah. girl. Yeah. And he's telling her before she has any, you know, any other opinion of the guy that now her opinion of him is, oh, that's the guy that fucking t- the first time we had a conversation told me he shit his pants in kindergarten. Oh, my God. 
that's that's Cochran. It's like it's just another example of why he shouldn't be out there. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have uh, that's that's just Cochran for you. And let's move on a little bit to talk about Coach. Yeah, he, he had a, a few gems in this episode. Yeah, I, I think I don't know which one I like more: him eating the uh, the pork fat or him getting all worked up over some scoops of sugar. Yes, both of those. I, I definitely paid attention uh, pretty intently to both of those things. It's, the scoops of sugar both thing. Of them, both of them saw Coach like so good. What I'm sorry. What'd you they, say? I, I I think both of them like if you, they both sum up Coach pretty well. Like just how just like the anal retentiveness of the sugar, and then just the assholeness of eating the pork fat to make Michaela sick. Yeah. And, what I don't understand though is why did they I save that the pork sugar fat? At all. Oh, they saved. Did they? Were they going to fish with that pork fat? Is that what they saved it for? I don't know. I I don't know what that was for. It would have been good to fish. It, with. It was, See, I'm a survivor. It was lying there, and like the, it was lying there in the, in the jar. So obviously they were saving it for something. Yeah, my guess is probably for, to fish with. Anything stinky yeah. and disgusting is great to fish with. Just F, just FYI, if you ever find yourself in in, uh, in Massachusetts, <laughs> if I ever find myself marooned out there, with, yeah. it's just me and Cochran hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> use the pork <laughs> use the pork fat. It's a, it's a good standby. <laughs> Throw it out, cast the line out, and uh, be a hero like like Brandon tried to be. <laughs> but I don't know why like that would be so disgusting. Like I, I've eaten fat and like steak and all. I don't think pork yeah, fat would delicious. be any more disgusting than that. Well, if it was like if it was rotten though, it would probably be bad. Yeah, yeah. I true. mean, think about that's bacon. True. Is like the majority of bacon is fat. Yeah, that's what tastes so delicious. Yeah. So, also, but, like pork belly. If you go to like Korean barbecue, is so fatty. It's almost like too rich for me. It makes me nauseous, but it's delicious in small in a small amount. If I was starving, I would have gotten pretty creative with that pork fat. Had it not been rancid, if it wasn't rancid, I would have fucking, I would have, everyone on that island would have thought that I was the mayor for a little while. They would have been like, man, coconut, thin slices, like tedious, tedious, you know, a tedious task of making these thin slices of coconut and then frying them in the pork fat. This guy's a genius. I would have been like, yeah, I learned that on my, you know, learned that on my Korean barbecue days. Came up with that myself. Yeah, I just you know, I'm a I'm a culinary genius. Just so you guys knew, you should keep me around. <laughs> don't don't vote me off yet. I might surprise you. And we go from that to the sugar. And yeah. I don't know because I'm I've never really been in a situation where like the food is like down, like you're rationing it that much. Well, if you remember, I, honestly, I, I still don't see what the big deal was. If you remember my season, they they played up the whole banana thing, even though I was the person who pretty much won the bananas. Yeah, they they played it up that I ate a bunch without asking, which was not the case. Actually, none of them were fucking ripe enough for me to to have more than like one yeah. a day. Um, anywho, our bananas were like our staple. It was one of the things we won. One of the things that was around. Yeah, that we you know were guaranteed to have that we could eat that wasn't coconut, and it was they were good. Like I'll be honest, they were delicious. Yeah, it, it, it seems like normal food. It's not like you're eating some random exotic crap that's like the specialty of like the island. Like you're eating bananas, which is like a normal normal food. Yeah, absolutely. So I could see him being frustrated about you know they have a limited amount of sugar, but the fact that he like hawked over her, maybe she wasn't even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's so selfish. Yeah. That just goes to show you. It's like, bro, pump the brakes for a second, dude. 
Maybe maybe she has a stomach ache because she ate so much pork. She's been blowing nut all night, and she needs to fucking make herself a cup of coffee. And she's not. Yeah. She's not. You know. She's not really thinking too much about their lack of uh, supplies at home. Yeah, sure rushing out the sugar. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure at home she's just putting as much sugar in her coffee as she wants. And then coach is like, I drank six cups of coffee this morning. I only put f- five teaspoons in combined. He's like, why are you drinking so much coffee, guy? Yeah. I'm going to step it back a little bit. I made eight cups Save of coffee. for the rest. Well, yeah, what about you hogging all the coffee beans, dick? <laughs> yeah. Coach, what a where were, dumb... Where were you on that one, Dragon Slayer? Yeah. <laughs> what, a fucking, what a dumb nickname. I always... It's <laughs> funny, though, Steamer, like, when, when someone, like, tells me what to do in a stupid way, I'm like, well, thanks, coach. Which is so funny. Like, we'll have people over, and they'll be like, hey, can you can you turn the volume up? Like, we'll watch Monday Night Football, and I'll be like, their mode will be in front of them, and I'll be like, yeah, sure, coach. It's just funny. I call people coach all the time, and it's not it's not me uh, being polite in any yeah, way. It's not endearing like he, like he yeah. wants it to be. Yeah, it's like, I've hey. been called, Everyone's called me coach since I've been eight, 18 years old. Really? What are you coaching at, like, 18 years old? Yeah, you've been telling people what to do your whole life because you're a dick. <laughs> Basically, it doesn't make you a coach. Yeah. It makes you an asshole. It makes you an asshole, exactly. <laughs> and people have been calling me coach since I was 18 years old. So <laughs> you've been a complete dick since you were 18. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. It, calling yourself coach doesn't excuse the behavior. N- and never. Not not even <laughs> on a good day. Like. And shifting from coach a little bit, let's get into him and Brandon. Like they had the whole scene where Brandon like walked up to him a little awkwardly. Can I get a commitment from you, coach? Yeah. It's, and he's like, yeah, you have my word. Really? It's, it's like something like you see like a bad like dating show. Can yeah. Can I get a commitment from you, coach? Like some awkward, the poor dude is like, <laughs> I really like you. Can, can, we, can we do this date again? It was like so pitiful. <laughs> I, dude, honestly, I don't, I don't know where the, where Brandon, you know, where his game strategy is, I mean, I know where his head's at. He's paranoid. He knows nothing of the game. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, this dude looks like he knows what the fuck he's talking about. I should probably try to be homies with him. Yeah, so. that's basically what he was doing, like trying to latch on. He's like, he's played a little game both time he was on, so hopefully he'll be loyal to, to me. Which, I mean, it, it is a decent strategy if you think the guy's loyal, which I don't believe he was the two times he was on there. That's that's besides the point. And Brandon's trying to latch on to that. And they're using the crutch of their religion to, to bond them together. Yeah. As Coach said, powerful stuff, man. Really? Is this powerful? <laughs> Two guys making an alliance in a reality show, game show? Give me a break. Not really powerful. Get over yourself. Yeah, you, you, you call yourself Coach, bro. I rest my case. Yeah, that's like, not very powerful. You're Okay, you're a man of God. We get it. And once again, like they show, like after Brandon's like flip out at the tribal council where he's talking about loyalty and all that, like they show like everybody like starting to turn on a little bit. And coach goes back to the tactic of everyone loves you. Everybody loves you. You just got to calm down a little bit. Like, no, nobody loves them. When you, when you have to repeat that, the same thing over and over again, it means it's not true. You're just trying to convince yourself and that person. Nobody loves Brandon and you just want to keep him around to advance yourself in the game. Yeah, but how about him telling Cochran that he's Hercules? Yeah, we glossed over that that whole parable, which it, it just took me back to like second grade, like in my uh, 
creative thinking class. Like we had like Greek mythology, and even then I was bored out of my mind with it. I'm like, okay, yeah, enough. And like Koji using that as like some big comparison to the game of Survivor, like pinpointing everybody. Like he called Edna like most talkative. Like Edna, really? She said like two words the whole season. Yeah. But it's still not as glaring as calling Cochrane Hercules. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> how's, how's he Hercules? It's like, yeah, obviously Hercules was smart. That's what you're trying to go with. Like, Hercules wasn't just this muscle guy. Yeah, well, but, I would say Ozzy's Hercules, and Cochrane, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know. Cochrane would probably be yeah. I don't, one, I mean, of the, one of the jerks. One of the I, don't, real I don't have my Greek mythology anymore. So yeah, I don't. I don't have I'm my. Lost. I don't have my Greek mythology uh, Wikipedia in front of me here. <laughs> I don't have anything to but reference. It, but it's like yeah, Cochrane's smart, but Her- and Hercules was too. I understand that, but Hercules also had strength, and Cochrane has none. He just is. Which hey, I mean, he wasn't born with with the gene to do that. Not, I can't. You can't fault the for it, but it's just no. not there. It's just you not. Yeah, give it's, credit it's not for his, it's not, it's there. not his mo. Yeah, the, the, the poor guy has. He wasn't blessed with athletic ability. Let's just say that. No. And calling him Hercules just to butter him up is just kind of weird. I think it's pretty funny, though, that coach, Coach's move, he's like, oh, they left Cochran sleeping out in the fucking by himself. My move now is to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win him over. I'm going to kiss his ass and tell him that I think he's the strongest person in the game because he's such a pussy in real life. Yeah, that, that was weird though. When they show like the awkward sleeping arrangements of Ozzy's tribe, like yeah. you see like Keith and Whitney like shacking up, and then they go through uh, Jim and uh, Dawn like latching together. Then you see like Ozzy like just randomly lying out by a log. Yeah, twitching too. <laughs> like have, having yeah. like epileptic stroke in his sleep. <laughs> how, how the hell do you come for like that? I mean, obviously, like Coach called him like a beach bum, which obviously I'm sure he is. Like I don't think he really gives a crap. But I how honestly, can you be I slept lying out there like that. I slept out by the fire every night, um, but I also would pull embers out of the fire and bury them, and then sleep on top of them for warmth. It was yeah. It was actually I slept harder and better than than most people. Speaking of something awkward, though, do you know that one the only time that I've wet my pants as an adult was during Survivor. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, how far into how far into the uh, like season? Ten, like ten days in, dude. One of the nights, and I remember <laughs> the funniest thing is listen to this. I, you sleep, dude. Sleep out there is like such a luxury. It's so hard to sleep, and you know how yeah. sleep's important, dude. But I remember yeah, one of definitely. the nights I was like, I'm really comfortable and I'm warm, and I was like, I know the sun's gonna be coming up soon. You know, I felt like I'd been asleep for a number of hours, and I was like, man, I was in you know I was in my filthy ass clothes anyway. I was just gonna walk into the ocean and rinse them off. And I remember, yeah. I remember, I was like, I need to get up and go and go to the bathroom. I was like, I need to get up and go to the bathroom. I don't care if you know I can fall back asleep with enough time before the sun comes up. I need to get up and go to the bathroom. I remember consciously thinking this over and over and over again, and then waking up like however long later, and I had pissed myself. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it! But I mean, it's not it, like uh... I, it's not like I took a shit in my pants and I sat in it, and my teacher discovered it. I told everyone the but, next morning, I was like, dude, I think I, I mean, it wasn't even a lot of piss. It was like, yeah. I didn't even, so it, my pants weren't soaked, but I remember telling everyone the next day, I was like, dude, I think the experience of being fucking delirious and, you know, being out here, I pissed myself last night, barely, but it happened. So you basically sold yourself out before like she and walked around and started smelling everyone's crotches. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have put that past her either. No. <laughs> And uh, let's get to Q 
Keith and Whitney for a little bit. Like they show them like huddling up in the uh, in the cabana. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were uh, they were lovey dovey. Yeah, and that's apparently carried on through the uh, after show since they're together now, and it's come out that she was married before she went on the show. So like when they're showing them like huddling up, like she's cheating on her husband with with Keith. Wow. What a scandalous so like, little... Just, just imagine, like, being her husband, like, watching that. I'm sure he's, at this point, I'm sure he's done watching Survivor. <laughs> yeah, I, that's probably a good point, but I, I can just imagine him, like, just seeing that, like, just, uh, what a, what a bitch. Seriously. That's just a, a grimy thing to do to begin with, but... To your husband, I guess, dude. I guess, wow. Yeah. She, she was married, now there's... Cause she's a she's a country singer, so she's out natural with Keith right now. That's what I read in some articles linked to. Wow, pretty pretty messed up stuff. So she's I remember her being a country singer. I remember that. Yeah. So what Keith so she, was Keith's not from Nashville though. No, I forget where he's from, but he's like does something with like basically shit. Like he crawls around in shit. Like I don't know what what, what it is, but it, it doesn't seem like a fun job. So yeah, he's like, uh, come to Nashville, break, to be a, be a home wrecker. I think I'm cool with that. Yeah, basically, I don't want to walk around and shit anymore. I'll latch on to her mediocre success. Wow. And then, then there was this scene with Edna and Rick, which I think that that scene was them speaking more than they spoke in any episode prior to this combined. Yeah. And. Just seeing him speak, though, it made you realize why they don't show him. Yeah, they're both they're both boring. And, yeah, and like Rick was like going over strategy, and it was just bad. It made no sense. Then further in the episode, though, like he had like one of the lines of the episode where where Brandon lost a chicken. Yeah, and, he, and uh, he said Rick something. like he grabbed by the neck and bite it off. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I would love to see someone do that in Survivor. I don't know if Peter would like it too much, but for a pure like entertainment standpoint, that would be pretty fascinating. Yeah, that would be interesting to see, dude. I think uh, yeah. I also like when Jim, when Jim, uh, he 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 took a little stab at at Brandon about about yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say, dude? I can't remember. He was like. <laughs> He's like, maybe, maybe you should have prayed for it or something, dude. It was, it yeah, was like, because uh, obviously Brandon, like, the, the chicken goes scurrying off, which, yeah. I don't know how many times, like, in my life I've ever rooted for a chicken, but I was rooting for that chicken just to run away and never yeah, come back. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> just run, chicken. Just get just, out of there. That guy's batshit crazy. Yeah, find some yeah, place and, to hide and just do your thing. Yeah, and, and yeah, Jim said something along the lines of, why don't you pray and maybe he'll come back? Yeah, something along the, something something like that. Which it's a pretty good jab at the overly religious Brandon. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. So, uh, where are you? Uh, where are you at in the in the area of uh, predictions, brother? Let's take a commercial break and then we'll again say predictions. Cool, man. Let's do it. <laughs> And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Or we could not take a commercial break. Just go straight into them. 
Yeah, you know what? Why don't we start with Aaron's hot, man? Let's just let's just do this. Let's do the damn thing. Yeah, my friends say, get right to this. As the hip kids in school say, let's just do the damn thing. Damn right. They showed the prediction, the little preview for next episode. But I th- I think one of the things that uh, they showed before that was pretty gave us a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, like when they show like Albert and Sophie yep. talking. Hundred percent. That's that. Uh, that piqued my interest a little bit because obviously, I said last week um, I'd like to see Albert, you know, try to get a team together and overthrow yeah. a coach. Honestly, I feel like if they if they overthrow a coach, it's anybody's game again. Like really? Yeah, that, that's that's the key. They they need to they need to make a move and get get rid of coach, but. It seems like Soapy is like she was shitting on Albert's like gameplay, like saying like he's has all these strategies, but none of them are any good. Yeah. And, and but she's like stuck like in the still so wanting to stick to that original five and thinking that Edna and Brandon are the next to go. Does she really think Coach will get rid of either of those two people? They're both loyal. Both of them are loyal to Coach. So why would why would Coach want to get rid of them? Coach so, definitely. Well, I mean, you, you have to think about it like one hundred percent from Coach's standpoint. He would want to keep them around. Yeah. But but it, it, is it enough if only Coach wants to keep him around? You know what I mean? Well, he he's got Coach, and I think Brandon said this, or Kendall Cochran said it in the previews. Like we got four votes, so it doesn't really matter. It's like so basically, Cochran, Coach, Brandon, and Edna. Right there, they have the majority. So unless Albert does something drastic. I think Sophie dropped the ball. I think Brandon could be swayed. You think so? I think so, man. I mean, he coach has him in his pocket, but I think Brandon's the type of kid where if somebody, you know, proposed a good plan, I think he would, he would jump for it. He's not, you know, he's not, he's not into playing the dishonest plan, but I think if somebody made it, you know, made it him aware of, of what he could do, I think he, he might, he might take the bait and go with it. That that could happen, I guess. Or like maybe if someone let him believe that coach is stabbed in the back, like you make it seem like coach did to him first. Yeah, absolutely, I like guess if, Brandon, if you're the next one. Alive. You're the next one to go, Brandon. Coach, ta- coach told me that. Yeah. I mean, without, I mean, don't ask him because he's he told it to me in confidence, but I think it's messed up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, weave a little tail there and uh, see what happens. It, it definitely will be interesting, like the the last seven to see where they go. And I guess it, I guess it all starts next episode once they start having basically eat their own. Yep. Well, I guess that does it for this episode. Yeah. If you, uh, where can we where can we find you on on Twitter, Rob? Uh, at Die for What You Love, D I E F O R W H A T U L O V E. It's definitely definitely worth following, and I thank you for joining me and bearing with me tonight and uh, the absence of Phil. Dude, it's all good. We'll have a we'll have a better show next week. Definitely. Look forward to it, brother. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Guys, so enthusiastic. AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. (laughs) Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.